This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Stealing a young girl's hearts. Just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. All right, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios here in Kirkwood, Missouri. Smash, how you doing today? Buddy, I am happy not only to see you, our producer Dave over there, but this guy we got in the studio right here. I remember when he was a kid and when his hair wasn't so gray, but I will say it was a shade of gray back then, but never, shall we say, this close to white <laughs> smash is talking about our very uh, esteemed guest we have here today former st louis county chief of police current uh st louis county councilman tim fitch welcome to the program thank you mark i appreciate it and smash just so you know i had no gray hair until i worked for charlie dooley <laughs> I remember that. that's what happened that's what it was well we appreciate you being here there, charlie dooley there is a lot going on right now obviously and in, in not only in st louis county but the world and I uh, would love to get the perspective of a, a former police chief and someone who is now in county government. We've got a big, big election coming up on Tuesday, the St. Louis County Executive Race. Uh, the current county executive, Sam Page, making a lot of news recently uh, with some of his uh, COVID-related mandates, uh, comments about schools returning, uh, businesses potentially being shut down again. Um, what can you tell us about what's going on right now in the county as far as, as the, you know, the status of, of covid uh, and how it's going to impact businesses and schools. How long is this show? <laughs> as long as you want to go. Well, there's a lot going on in county government right now, and most of it is related to Sam Page running for an election. Uh, he's up. He's going to be on the Democratic ballot on Tuesday, along with several other candidates. Uh, and most of everything he's been doing uh, for the last, oh, really, last year is completely related to his election. Uh, everything that he's done as far as decision-making, uh, there's always a tie-in to how can this help me. And I'll have to tell you, I voted for Sam Page when, Char- when Charlie, well, Charlie Dooley, when Steve Stanger <laughs> stepped down. Uh, of course, that was the only choice. You know, no one else was nominated. So Let, Let's talk right. about that. How did Sam Page, I mean, I, I, I refer to it almost as a coup, the way he assumed power. The, the same day yeah. Stanger resigns, he takes over as county executive as, at, at the meeting that evening. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, basically, uh, I don't know if you've seen the page transition plan that's floating around on the Internet. This is a plan that was put together clearly by him and some of his staff way before Steve Stanger actually stepped down. Um, if you remember correctly, I was the only council member that called for Steve Stanger to resign. I was convinced that he was good for all of this federal investigation. I do remember that. And I was widely criticized by yep. some of my fellow council members. How dare you do this? It's yep. jumping to conclusions. I said, no, take my word for it. He needs to go. Uh, so I was by myself. I, I did that by myself. And then uh, two weeks later, he resigned. Well, come to find out, Sam Page clearly knew he was going to resign or felt he was going to. He didn't want to disclose it because we now have our hands on this transition plan that Sam Page and his staff put together well in advance because it talked about in case Stanger resigns, you know, those type of things. He had a 48-page plan. Ooh, and, really? And you use the word coup. Well, that's just pretty, yeah. that's pretty, you know, that's very accurate, to be honest with you. Uh, so he had a 48-page plan on what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. 
so the only glitch in his plan was Hazel Irby, uh, who, who was the longest-serving member of the county council at that point, she wanted the job. She wanted to be the, the interim county executive, and Sam Page basically snatched that out from under her is what he did. And I like Hazel Irby. I uh, would have certainly uh, voted for her if it ever got there at, at that point. But uh, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get there, and Sam Page had enough votes lined up on the council to to take it away from her. Well, th- correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Hazel Irby then land a permanent position with the county? That was her consolation prize. Sure, $120,000 a year salary. Remember, she went from a $20,000 a year salary to a $120,000 a year wow. salary. And now she gets to add that time to her time as a council member to, to basically inflate her pension for the rest of her life. And she was appointed by Sam Page? Yes, correct. Was, was that something that was made clear prior to his elect, prior to the board selecting him as the next county executive? She is not mentioned uh, for a position like that in his transition plan. So I think what he did is he recognized that a, a, a large number of uh, people that he would hope would support him for county executive in the future, uh, like Hazel Irby and wanted Hazel Irby. Irby. So he offered her, this, he created this job with taxpayer dollars to basically appease her and some members of the community that were they're critical of him uh, wow. for doing that. So that's wow. how that all happened. That's how your tax dollars are being spent. Uh, that was really, I, I think for me, a turning point with Sam Page. I liked Sam Page as a councilman. Now, he was wrong on Northwest Plaza. He pushed the whole Northwest Plaza lease deal and said it was a great deal for the county. He didn't do his homework. Steve Stanger took advantage of him. And then when he realized he was taken advantage of, he went after Steve Stanger, not just him, but many members of the council before I was there. Uh, at any rate, so Sam Page supported those leases at Northwest Plaza, and then suddenly he turned on him when he realized he had been taken by Steve Stanger. And with respect to Northwest Plaza, you're referring to the fact that Steve Stanger had donors who gave his campaign almost a half a million dollars and then spearheaded an effort to sign a lease for space at Northwest Plaza for, what, $50 million over the well, life of the lease? All I could tell you is it costs, it's costing St. Louis County taxpayers, because of that deal, an extra 3 to $5 million a year for those leases. And, and, and really, I think studies have shown, or, or stats, have shown, I mean, it was well above market rate, way beyond Absolutely. what was needed to be signed as far as the length of the lease, the terms, et cetera. Now, let's keep in mind, he, Steve Stanger, was never charged for the right. Northwest Plaza thing because I think the— um, Everybody involved kept their mouth shut. They, there just wasn't the evidence to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's not why he went to the federal penitentiary because of that uh, particular lease. When these guys get X amount of dollars to fund their campaigns, and let's say when a com- campaign's done, either they've lost or they've won, and there's an excess of two million dollars, let's say we didn't use the full tell ten million we had for our campaign, we got two left. What do they do with that, too? they split it up amongst themselves, or where does that go? Well, there are, there are rules. Uh, for, for example, right now, the balance of my campaign account is like $250. <laughs> so there are, okay. and by the way, I didn't take money from anyone to run for the seat. It was all my money. Bravo. My, my wife and I said, if we're going to do this, we're not going to take a penny from anybody. Bravo. So we did it on our own, and it cost us about $6,000. Really? And I was told, if you want to win the seat, you better raise about 50000 or pay 50000 out of your pocket. Yeah. I said, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I trust the voters in my council district. I, I knew them for many years as the police chief and as a police officer, and and uh, I beat my opponent by uh, almost 11 points. Well, and, and Smash, to your question, though, yeah. what you are required to do is you have to distribute it to a 501c3 or another uh-huh. qualifying political organization. The thing about Stanger that I also don't think ever really got the attention it should have was 
when he first ran against Steve or sorry Charlie Dooley in 14, he loaned his campaign a significant amount of money, which is not uncommon for people to loan money Steve to their Stanger campaign. Loaned his Correct. own campaign, and then used the money he received as to contributions to repay the loan. Oh, really? So most people that loan money to their campaigns never expect to get the money back. Yeah. It's just the way they do it. Whereas he, I mean, that's again not something that really made the press. I mean, he basically did pay himself back with money that we, he was given by contributors. So we, we could Very do a whole few hours on on Steve Stanger, which, you know. I just, that's why I decided not to take any money from my campaign. You yeah. know, a, a career police officer just didn't feel right taking money from people yeah. to do what I think is a civic duty. And I understand why people have to do that. I get that. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, when, yeah, you know, our opening song should have been a cowboy. I think of, you know, the Old West, the Marshal, you being the former police chief, yeah. you, you you know, that I think you embodied that sort of leadership and, and charisma during your tenure, um, which you're like, ended You're in, like Micah on the uh, on the Rifleman, the sheriff there in town. Ah. He was friends with the That's Rifleman. That's before my times, man. Well, oh, 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 <laughs> I have, I have certainly Micah. heard of the Rifleman, but I, I, I can't remember any of the characters. <laughs> well, and I bring that up because, you know, you presided over the uh, police department really during a time of, uh, uh, of relative low crime. I mean, during your five-year stint as police chief, we saw some of the lowest crime rates in the St. Louis region. Now we're seeing, you know, in St. Louis City alone, 50 murders in, yeah. the, in, in the month of July. I mean, it's it's yeah. unbelievable. Why do you think this is happening, and what do you think can be done to, to curb some of this, this violent crime? I think there is a, a really good, understandable, underlying reason why it's happening. The cops aren't doing their job. Oh, really? Now, that's not a slam on the cops, yeah. by the way. That's a slam on their elected officials. The huh. elected officials have caused the cops not to want to do their job because there's no support there. I was talking to a, a police officer recently, and he said, you know, we've actually talked about um, having a blue flu, you know, everybody calling yeah. in sick. And I said, well, why do that? You're already coming to work and getting paid and not doing anything, you know. Oh, um, and that's not a hit on them, by the way. I don't blame them, <laughs> right, by the way. I, I told him, I don't blame you. My brother is a police officer uh, locally, and he told me, he says, I haven't pulled over a car in three months. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. So when you want to know why, what's going on in our yeah. community, they're scared that they're not going to get backed up. Even if they do their job right, yeah. even if they follow the law, they follow their policy, they follow their training, if somebody doesn't like what they did, yeah. they go after the cop. Yeah. Right. Look at what happened in yeah. Georgia. The yeah. Atlanta yeah. shooting. I mean, you've yeah. got cops essentially you know, arresting or, or pulling over a guy who's passed out in a drive-thru, clearly yeah. intoxicated, gets in a fight with them, fights them to the ground, Pulls, you know, steals their taser, runs off. They shoot him. You know, tragic death, obviously. But I mean, and now the guy's facing prison time. Yep. The cop. I mean, right. I, I really don't understand how we get anyone to want to sign up to be a police officer yeah. today. There's no support here locally from either of the prosecutors in the city or the county, and seemingly the electorate doesn't care. I mean, you know, there's no accountability. I think the electorate cares. What I see is we're in the, in between elections, so it's going so far now to the left and crime is getting out of control, it's going to swing back. It's going to swing back. That's why I keep telling the cops, be patient. Keep doing your job. Take care of the good people. Answer your radio calls when people call for help. I get it that you don't want to do anything outside of yeah. someone calling for help. Uh, but just keep doing your job and bide your time. Be professional. Let the public know you still care about them. Uh, and then it's going to swing back. So, I mean, you're obviously dissatisfied with, with the current county executive, Sam Page, did you ever think about running this time for county executive? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did think about it. And 
and said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So I have many, many people asking me to do it. Uh, Sam Page was telling people as he was trying to raise funds that, that I was going to run against him because I was hearing from people that I know saying, Hey, if you're going to run, I'm going to give you my money, not Sam Page. And I said, I am not going to run. I finally talked to Sam Page back in early February and said, quit telling people I'm going to run because I'm not. He didn't believe me. And then the, the deadline passed and I didn't file. Finally, he understood that I was not going to run. So yeah. I have a great position now. Um, I, I work for a private uh, corporation. It's a great job. Uh, I have no desire to leave that position. Uh, they're very good to me. I like the work. I don't want to be the county executive. Um, however, I will tell you this. If, it, if, if for some reason it continues down this spiral down that we're seeing in county government, somebody's got to step up at some point. Yeah. Would that be too well, I think, I think we do have someone. I mean, I'm a Republican like yourself. I'm supporting Mark Montavani yeah. because I feel like Mark is the best person and the right yeah. time to, to really try to do something different here in the St. Louis region. Um, I don't think he's super political. I don't think he's super partisan. I think he's, you know, he's got the executive experience, which I think we need somebody level-headed to come in and kind of sort things out. I mean, is there anyone you're supporting? Well, I will tell you that um, it's very it be, it's become obvious to me we need an outsider. It's become very obvious to me. I like Jake Zimmerman up until I started seeing some of his political ads. He has gone so far to the left. Now, I don't believe that that's really how he's put together that far to the left. He's clearly liberal, but not that far to the left. And him and Sam Page are fighting for those same votes over in that far left corner mm-hmm. is what's happening there. So I, I finally decided I've been talking um, to multiple uh, media outlets about my recommendation to anyone in St. Louis County that wants to have a choice in the county executive's race to ask for a Democratic ballot. Go in on Election Day or absentee, whatever it is you're going to do, ask for a Democratic ballot, and that's where you'll have your choice for county executive because – even though there's two candidates on the Republican ballot, neither one of them are viable. And is that what you plan to do? I I have to tell you, I've already done it. Oh. I voted absentee um, Thursday morning, uh, and I did cast my vote for Mark Montavani. Wow. Break, wow. Breaking news here yeah. on the Mark That's Milton strong. Show with the smash. Yep. I definitely did that. I finally said, you know what, I have to make a decision. Uh, and many people have asked me, you know, what I'm going to do. And I just said I hadn't made up my mind yet. Well, I did. Uh, when I cast my absentee ballot. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I plan to do the same, and I'm I'm doing the same thing. I'm telling all my Republican friends, if you want a, a real leader in this position, the, the only choice to me is Mark Montavani. There's not really a credible Republican to, to, to contend with in, in November, so whoever wins this race is likely going to be the, the well, next We had county. Mark Montavani on a, a couple, two, three shows ago, mm-hmm. and when you tell that you are going to support a guy like that, and you actually tell him, what is uh, what is that reaction that comes from a guy like Mark Montavani? I don't know. I haven't told him, uh, oh, so, no. so I don't know the answer to you that. Even told him is, yet. It's a surprise to well, him as well. This is the ultimate uh, scoop. Yeah, then. It's, scoop. It's, a, it's a surprise to him as well. Um, so I have not talked to him about this. Uh, you want to call him right now, man? No, I, I, you know, one of the things that Sam Page has tried to do, and and Zimmerman, they've tried to paint Mark Montavani as a Republican. He's really a Republican, as we uh-huh. keep hearing. Well, I did talk to Mark and supported him when he ran against Steve Stanger as well, yeah. by the way. So I did talk to him back then about that. As a matter of fact, we had a little conversation just down the road here at the Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. And I did support him back then against Stanger. And, of course, he barely lost then. Yeah. Uh, but what I learned is, is, and they're also trying to paint him with this brush that he's for city-county merger. 
And people have to get past that as well. He's made it very clear since then that he is not in favor of merging the two governments mm-hmm. of the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County. So I, but, but the, his opponents are trying to still yeah. beat that drum. Uh, and he's made it very clear that if the people of the city and the people of the county want to do that, that's up to them. They get to cast a vote to do that. Yeah. That would be the only way that he would support something like that. You in on something like that? If the city, if the voters of St. Louis city, not a merger, no, absolutely not, not a merger. I think it'd be a mistake to merge the two governments. However, I am open to the idea of the city of St. Louis becoming a municipality, just like Florissant, just like Kirkwood in St. Louis County. However, I'd like to know what that's going to look like before we go in that direction. What does that mean? You know, a lot of people think that means we're going to inherit their debt. Well, when municipalities in the county go out of business, the St. Louis County government doesn't inherit their debt. And we've mm-hmm. had several of those over the years. So why would it be that we would suddenly be responsible for the city of St. Louis? Yeah. So I think we would want to have that discussion if the public wants to. Do you think that one of the reasons that maybe they don't want to have that merger is because they, citizenry, don't want to have the Metrolink coming out to West County, coming out to St. Charles County, wherever it's supposed to go out to, because that has proven to be quite a circumstance for the city. Right. Uh, the crime issue on the Metrolink uh, still hasn't been adequately addressed. Yeah. But, but here's the deal. It's not going anywhere anytime soon because there's no funding for that. Okay, so it's not coming well, that's out That's what I've talked about on the show. It's insane to me that we have People a system worry. where it's basically an honor system. You can yeah. just get on the Metrolink and, yeah. and you have to have a validated ticket. And only then if somebody asks you for your ticket, do you get the show that you paid for it. I mean, what city, what area has a, a doesn't have turnstiles? Yeah. I mean, I lived in D.C. for four years. You know, they had a security guard at every station monitoring mm-hmm. the turnstiles. I mean, I get we don't have the funding, but, geez, it just seems like such a low-hanging piece. funny you mentioned I was in Paris last year, and I'm with a friend of mine who's Paris, a, Illinois? No, or France. Oh, no kidding. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, the La Metro there is very big, very popular. Yeah. And so I'm waiting for him to come off of a train because we're going to go have, a, have some dinner. And I'm waiting for him, and I'm watching these – these people getting off the trains and jumping over the turnstiles one oh, really? after another yeah. jumping over the turnstiles. So finally he cu- gets out and he comes through the turnstile with his ticket. And I said, what is the deal with so many people? And he goes, Oh, that's what everybody does. They don't pay. They don't pay. To ride. <laughs> oh, really? Said, okay. Got it. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That wouldn't happen in DC. Cause you literally have a state station guard at every station monitoring that. And so yeah. Could I uh, hear your best French accent? I mean, how'd you go uh, there oh, and no. speak? Uh, I tell you what, when I get out in those rural areas of France, <laughs> They don't speak English at all. And it's something as simple as, okay, I'm going to order a pizza. You better give me a picture, something I can point at. I want mushroom, I want pepper, you know, because they don't speak English. (laughs) Really? So you figure it out. A lot of charades. (laughs) That that is uh, former St. Louis County Police Chief Tim Fitch, current county councilman. Um, We talked a little bit about the crime aspect. And I can't help but think, you know, we've got 50 murders in July. I think there were something like eight COVID deaths in the city of St. Louis, all of which were older people that had other respiratory issues. So... You know, for us to, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And so thinking about the five-year-old not being able to go to school in the fall, we, we, we're going to send them to a Catholic school anyway. All, all signs are we're going forward. They're going to they're gonna have school. It's, in, it's in, inconceivable to me that you're going to expect parents to stay home and monitor a five to 12-year-old yeah. to make sure that they're doing online learning. Kirkwood School District just announced they're doing online learning from the beginning. Where do you stand on that, and what, as a councilman, can you do to, to influence that decision? Well, as a councilman, absolutely nothing other than share my voice because the county executive has is, is got really almost unlimited power. It's scary. We're, we're feeling that now uh, when it comes to declaring a public health emergency or state of emergency. 
Uh, he can basically do what he wants to do unless someone takes him to court and challenges him. The legislative branch has no oversight of his orders. And by the way, the uh, the House and Senate in Jeff City, they have oversight of the governor's orders. They could pass a resolution and say no more state of emergency. Yeah, We can't do that in St. Louis County. I tried to do that a few weeks ago, if you followed that in the media, mm-hmm. where I tried to pull in and have some oversight of the council. Well, he... The county executive, interim county executive, got his squad together, as they call themselves, the four Democrats, and and killed it, killed the bill. So they want Sam to have all of this power, just like they gave him the power to spend all of the $173.5 million of CARES Act money. So that's what's going on in county government in that respect. So to answer your question, we have no control over that. The other thing I do know is the uh, county executive has no control over school districts in St. Louis County. We don't do anything with schools. We have no authority over schools. However, if he issues a public health order and says we're shutting down your cafeteria and we're saying you can't have more than X number of people in a room and things like that, what are the schools left to do? Mm-hmm. So just remember that all these school boards are elected by the people and they're going to have a chance to, to say whether or not they agree with all this. Now, I am not one of those anti-masker people. I believe the virus is real. I believe it's dangerous. You saw me come in with my yeah. mask on mm-hmm. as I'm holding up in front of us. Uh, so I believe in those things. However, I don't think it should be a law that you have to pass or wear yeah. this. Or can you can get a, a, a ticket or summons or be charged with a crime for not wearing a mask. Yeah. I do think people voluntarily need to wear them uh, when they're in close proximity to others. In you a, believe in people area. are fighting over that, man, getting no. brawled no. and everything? But So I'm not one of those anti-masker folks. Uh, however... I do think we've gone too far, and one of the things I recently pushed back on hard was the uh, elimination of youth sports in St. Louis County. That was a huge mistake, and all I said was, okay, Dr. Garza, okay, Sam Page, show us the stats. You show us, because Dan Buck did a phenomenal job over at the PowerPlex of showing us the stats of how it doesn't affect those those kids, how closely they are monitored. I mean, you talk about contact tracing. They know everybody who's playing. They know everybody that's there. They know all that, and then we shut them down anyway. Yeah. And then there's no proof. Sam Page will say something very like this. Well, I'm going on the advice of the advisors, the health experts, and and then there's no proof. Right. And there's no proof, and also it's it's ironic because there was no objection to you know the mass protests, the the rioting that took place. You never heard Sam Page come out and say, "Hey, th- we need to stop these these sorts of uh, organized groups and things like that." But yeah, of course, youth youth sports. We're going to ban that and let these kids sit out an entire year without without having the exercise and the experience. What do you think, talk with Tim Fitch here, what do you think of this Centene thing where the guy who runs Centene says, you know, we just can't hang in St. Louis anymore. You guys ain't got your act together, and until you do, you ain't going to have anybody new coming to town either. Well, I'll tell you, that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it for years. Yeah. Uh and I, I'm not going to criticize him for making those comments, which, for the most part, were accurate. Um, however, I think he's also using his leverage. He's a businessman. Yeah, I is leverage. I understand leverage. I understand business people. They have a job to do. You know, he received almost $200 million in incentives to build his facility yeah. there in Clayton uh, from the city and the county. And, and now he's going to build this facility in Charlotte. So if you could play one off the other and get the best deal, that's really what this is about. But I won't tell you what he said was inaccurate. Yeah, and a big mm-hmm. part of his beef was crime. And yeah. that's what we talked yeah, about right. earlier is that, you know, if you look at St. Louis, if you're not from here, if you're not, you know, if you don't have nostalgia or want to be here, you know, it would be very difficult given our current reputation to attract 
you know, executives and things like that. It's actually funny because Mark Montavani made the point. He said, well, I'd have to question their recruiting practices if they're letting a prospective uh, executive's wife on the Metrolink to, to, to go from the airport yeah. <laughs> while you're not sending a, a private car to pick them up. It's a little curious. Yeah, that's a good, um, good point. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I understand where he's coming from, and I think, you know, if you're not from here, you see – you know, things like, you know, the McCloskey situation got more negative press going back to Ferguson in 14. So how do we change that? Is there, is well, there a way to change I've, it? I've been asked often about what would you do about crime if you had the magic wand? I said, it's simple. It's a simple answer. Turn the cops loose and let them do their job. Let them do their job. And when they do it and they do it right, support them. You yeah. really want to make an impact on crime? That's what it's got to take. You've got to turn them loose and let them do their job. Now, when I say turn them loose, I don't mean break the law. I mean, turn them loose and let them do their job. Right now, that's not being done in St. Louis and, and in many parts of our metropolitan area. And if you think crime is bad now, just let this continue. Just let it continue because it's going to get worse. Well, and you're seeing it come out. I've seen people post on, you know, people who live out in the county and what you would consider a relatively safe area, posting their nest cam, somebody trying to brazenly just come in their back door, yeah. come in their front door. It's pretty scary. And to your point, people, you know, like the McCloskeys, I mean, they're going to start taking it on themselves. To protect themselves, and I think you're going to have some some real issues. You know, there. I think what happened with the McCloskeys it exposed a part of an American mindset saying we got to protect ourselves, and that may be a whole lot of people in a clandestine fashion having the same situation as the McCloskeys as far as weaponry is concerned. They just don't put it out to the fore as the McCloskeys did and or mistakenly did, however you want to look at it. Well, and I think Kim Garner uh, having her assistant circuit attorney tell the police to disassemble that gun that was non-functioning oh, yeah. and reassemble it so it's readily capable of Al lethal Watkins use. Al was telling us about that. You yeah. know, it has to be. I tweeted the day that that story happened, and I said, well, here's what I'll tell you about a UUW charge, unlawful use of a weapon, is the weapon has to be readily capable of lethal use. Right. What does that mean to the uh, average citizen? That means it has to be able to fire, and ammunition has to be readily accessible to make the case. Well, we know that that gun was not, at least when it was seized as evidence, yeah. was not readily capable of lethal use. Right. So guess what? We're going to reassemble it and make it readily capable of lethal use. That's called evidence tampering is yeah. what that's called. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we are so glad you were able to spend some time with us today. I know you're probably very busy this time of year and, and fielding all kinds of requests. So we really appreciate you being here with us. We're going to have more with former police chief Tim Fitch here in just a few minutes. But first, I want to tell you guys about my buddy Kevin Wingenbach with State Farm. You know, maybe you're afraid of uh, Smash, you know, somebody breaking into your house and you're wondered Always. about wondered about whether or not <laughs> yep. you have uh, the appropriate amount of coverage uh, as far as your homeowner's policy. Well, give Kevin Wingenbach, State Farm, a call. He can let you know what you're covered for, what you're not, what maybe you need to, what maybe you need to increase as far as your coverage go. I know that I personally used to go through an e-insurance broker online only, didn't have somebody I could call with questions. Uh, I ended up making the move over to Kevin Wingenbach State Farm, found out I was overpaying and undercovered. Uh, Kevin helped me uh, get a better homeowner's policy for a lower price. I also moved my auto uh, over to him. Both All of our cars are insured through Kevin Wingenbach State Farm. You can give him a call at 314-487-2100. Again, that's 314 314- 487-2100, or you can visit him at SoCoInsurance.com. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more with County Councilman and former St. Louis Police Chief Tim Fitch. You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with Smash Broadcasting from 
the Miller Furniture Studios. Are you currently sideways with the IRS? Do you have years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night? Are you facing tax liens, bank levies, or wage garnishments? If so, you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and radio. Mark lives and works right here in the Kirkwood area. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. It should not be based solely on advertisements. We now continue with more of the Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. All right, you are listening to The Mark Milton Show with The Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios in Kirkwood. Our guest today is former police chief, County Councilman Tim Fitch. Tim, thanks again for being here with us today. Um, want to talk about the election. <clears throat> Month, or Tuesday, August 4th, we have the county election, uh, not only for county executive, but there's also a ballot initiative um, or a county charter amendment. A Prop C. Yeah, I've been asked about it. I have no idea what it is. Can you tell us what, what sure. that's all about? Uh, and I've been asked by many dozens of people, what does this mean? So Prop C, every 10 years, a uh, little history of it is every 10 years, the county charter ask the people, do you want to have a charter commission appointed to look at the county charter, which is kind of like our constitution. So the voters decided, yes, we want to have this charter commission. So then what happens is each county council member, so the seven county council members, gets to select someone that represents their district. I selected Colleen Wassinger, who is the former county council person. That's the seat that I now hold. I asked her to serve. Uh, very, very, uh, I think she was the best choice on the entire charter commission. Uh, maybe I'm prejudiced about that because I like Colleen. I do too. She's great. At any rate, um, so she served. So what they did is they got together and talked about different things that they could do. One of the things that she pushed very hard for that died was to have a professional county manager in St. Louis County and take away some of that real heavy authority from the county executive. I thought it was a good idea. I was supporting that. It died. She didn't have the votes to get it passed on the charter commission, push it to the ballot. So the things that you're seeing on the ballot now were the, the items that were approved by that charter commission. I will tell you that the changes are extremely vanilla. There's not much change there at all. There is one piece that I do like uh, that's in there, and most of it is really just semantics. Um, but the one piece I do like is it requires less signatures for recall for the county executive and the prosecuting attorney, half of what was in the previous charter. Hmm. Why is that a good thing? Well, if Steve Stanger hadn't resigned, he'd be still serving as the county executive in the federal penitentiary. That's how wow. big that's how big the hurdle would be to yeah. recall him if he hadn't resigned. So I think that was a good um, addition uh, to the charter. So if people vote yes on that and it passes with just a simple majority vote, those charter uh, amendments, uh, the charter will go into effect. It'll be a brand new charter. This cleans up the entire charter. Okay. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, and that's interesting because um, – Thinking about this election for county executive, um, you know, Stanger was reelected in 18. This is really a special election Correct. for county executive. So would this just be a two-year term? Absolutely. Okay. So this county executive, whoever gets elected on the 4th, will uh, be sworn in in January and serve two years. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't and think a lot of people the, re- we do this that. again. And, you know, we'll start the whole election cycle in, in another year, is, you know, because that's typically how far out these things start. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I experienced, uh, at least while you were in uh, your position as chief and, and all that, was just seeing things um, 
from the perspective of the police, especially at Guns and Hoses. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget introducing Lyda Krusen. And the whole place booed her like I couldn't even yeah. believe. Right. And I'm introducing the mayor. I introduced Francis a many, I don't know how many times. And applause and, you know, respectability and all that. But this was straight up booing. What is the story with her and, and law enforcement, I guess, or the community or whatever, man? I never, I never could believe that. She's a nice lady. I will say, say that. She's uh -huh. a nice lady. However, anytime someone pushes back on a police action, whatever it might be, she typically does not support the police. That's that's where the booing the comes booze. from. Yeah, she needs 20, to get up there booze. as as the mayor of the city of St. Louis. She needs to get up there and say what the officer did was right. He followed the law. He followed mm -hmm. his policy. He followed his training. What he did was right. And if you don't like it, get lost. Yeah. Well, how do you think she feels now with people like splashing her house with paint and all that kind of stuff? My guess is uh, personally, she probably despises it. Yeah. But will she say it publicly? Probably not. Yeah. Because she's probably afraid they'll be back and do and it they again would be, yeah. if, if she did that. And she'll lose some votes. I mean, that's you got to remember, that's how politicians live is by votes. Uh, and for me, you know, if people are mad at me about something I say or do, don't vote for me. Yeah. And if you don't vote for me and you want somebody else in there, I get it. That's your right as an American. Uh, but I'm uh, not going to change who I am uh, because you don't like it. And there's plenty of people that feel that way. Well, I tell you what, I found that out when you were on with me at Casey at one time and you asked me to play Freebird. And by chance, I didn't have the time, so I couldn't. And you got angered uh, beyond something I've ever seen. There you go. That's a great song, by <laughs> and, the way. It's a great about, song. In the city also, you've got a city, <clears throat> city go. prosecutor who, in many ways, I mean— almost more extreme in terms of her anti-police rhetoric and, and really actions. And she's supposed to be prosecuting crime. So how do you, as a police officer, go out and do your job yeah. when, when ultimately, you know, you've seen law and order. I mean, the police investigate crimes, the, the yeah. prosecutors prosecute them. So when you feel like as a cop, Hey, even if I do my job, number one, I'm going to risk, you know, becoming my this, own this pariah. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm going to get killed or I'm going to do something that, that makes me, you know, yeah. accused of wrongdoing. And even if I do my job right and I arrest the person and there's no guarantee that we have a prosecutor who's going to actually enforce the law. So how as a cop do you deal with that? Well, I think you understand now why they're not. That's yeah. exactly why they're not. Yeah. Why should I put myself at all this risk in my family and my livelihood and my life when I'm going to get no backup from her or Lyda Cruson or whoever it might be? Nothing will change in the city of St. Louis until they realize they're going down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. Some would say they're in a hole and they're digging. At some point, they're either going to completely crash and burn or people will stand up and go, no, I don't want 50 murders in one month. Any yeah. murder is wrong. But to say that it's acceptable for all these kids that are being shot and killed in not just the city, but in some areas of the county uh, and, and do nothing about it, it's, it's stunning to me. But I do think it's going to swing back at some point. All right. Well, we really appreciate it. I know you got to get going here. So we really appreciate you being with us. This is the Mark Millen Show with the Smash. Our guest today, former right, buddy. St. Louis County Police Chief, current Councilman uh, Tim Fitch. Thank you so much well, for being here. Well, I appreciate here. you, Mark, and Smash for inviting me. Yes, Absolutely. I enjoyed you're, it. you're welcome anytime. Absolutely. Yes, Be back. Sir.